Chapter Eleven of the King of Elfland's Daughter by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven: The Deep of the Woods. In those days, Zerundarel would amuse the boy by charms and by little wonders, and he was content for a while and then he began to guess for himself all in silence where his mother was he listened to all things said and thought long about them and days passed thus and he only knew she had gone and still he said never a word of the thing with which his thoughts were busy and then he came to know from things said or unsaid or from looks or glances or wagging of heads that there was a wonder about his mother's going but what the wonder was he could not find for all the marvels that crossed his mind when he guessed and at last one day he asked zerindarel and stored though her old mind was with ages and ages of wisdom and though she had feared this question yet she did not know it had dwelt in his mind for days and could find no better answer out of her wisdom than that his mother had gone to the woods when the boy heard this he determined to go to the woods and find her now in his walks abroad with zerundarel through the little hamlet of earl orion would see the villagers walking by and the smith at his open forge and folk in their doorways and men that came into the market from distant fields and he knew them all and most of all he knew threll with his quiet feet and oth with his lithe limbs for both of these would tell tales when they met of the uplands and the deep woods over the hill and orion on little journeys with his nurse loved to hear tales of far-off places there was an ancient myrtle tree by a well where zerindarel would sit in the summer evenings while orion played on the grass and oth would cross the grass with his curious bow going out in the evening and sometimes threll would come and every time that one of them came orion would stop him and ask for a tale of the woods and if it were oth he would bow to zerundarel with a look of awe as he bowed and would tell some tale of what the deer did and orion would ask him why then a look would come over oth's face as though he were carefully remembering things that had happened very long ago and after some moments of silence he would give the ancient cause of whatever the deer did which explained how they came by the custom if it were threll that came across the grass he would appear not to see zerundarel and would tell his tale of the woods more hastily in a low voice and pass on leaving the evening as orion felt full of mystery behind him he would tell tales of all manner of creatures and the tales were so strange that he told them only to young orion because as he explained there were many folk that were unable to believe the truth and he did not wish his tales to come to the ears of such once orion had gone to his house a dark hut full of skins all kinds of skins hung on the wall foxes badgers and martins and there were smaller ones in heaps in the corners to orion threll's dark hut was more full of wonder than any other house he had ever seen but now it was autumn and the boy and his nurse saw oth and threll more seldom for in the misty evenings with the threat of frost in the air they sat no longer by the myrtle tree 
yet orion watched on their short walks and one day he saw thrill going away from the village with his face to the uplands and he called to thrill and thrill stood still with a certain air of confusion for he deemed himself of too little account to be clearly seen and noticed by the nurse at the castle be she witch or woman and orion ran to him and said show me the woods and zerundarel perceived that the time had come when his thoughts were roaming beyond the lip of the valley and knew that no spell of hers would hold him long from following after them and thrall said no my master and looked uneasily at zerundarel who came after the boy and led him away from thrall and thrall went on alone to his work in the deep of the woods and it was not otherwise than the witch had foreseen for first orion wept and then he dreamed of the woods and next day he slipped away alone to the house of oth and asked him to take him with him when he went to hunt the deer and oth standing on a wide deerskin in front of blazing logs spoke much of the woods but did not take him then instead he brought orion back to the castle and zerundarel regretted too late that she had idly said his mother was gone to the woods for those words of hers had called up too soon that spirit of roving which was bound to come to him and she saw that her spells could bring content no more so in the end she let him go to the woods but not until by lifting of wand and saying of incantation she had called the glamour of the woods down to the nursery hearth and had made it haunt the shadows that went from the fire and creep with them all over the room till the nursery was all as mysterious as the forest when this spell would not soothe him and keep his longing at home she let him go to the woods he stole away once more to the house of oth over crisp grass one morning and the old witch knew he had gone but did not call him back for she had no spell to curb the love of roving in man whether it came early or late and she would not hold back his limbs when his heart was gone to the woods for it is ever the way of witches with any two things to care for the more mysterious of the two so the boy came alone to the house of oth through his garden where dead flowers hung on brown stalks and the petals turned to slime if he fingered them for november was come and the frosts were abroad all night and this time orion just met with a mood in oth which in less than an hour would have gone that was favourable to the boy's longing oth was taking down his bow from the wall as orion went in and oth's heart was gone to the woods and when the boy came yearning to go to the woods too the hunter in that mood could not refuse him so oth took orion on his shoulder and went up out of the valley folks saw them go thus oth with his bow and his soft noiseless sandals and his brown garments of leather orion on his shoulder wrapped in the skin of a fawn which oth had thrown round him and as the village fell behind them orion rejoiced to see the houses further and further away for he had never been so far from them before and when the uplands opened their distances to the eyes he felt that he was now upon no mere walk but a journey and then he saw the solemn gloom of the wintry woods far off and that filled him at once with a delighted awe to their darkness their mystery and their shelter oth brought him 
so softly oth entered the wood that the blackbirds that guarded it sitting watchful on branches did not flee at his coming but only uttered slowly their warning notes and listened suspiciously till he passed and were never sure if a man had broken the charm of the wood into that charm and the gloom and the deep silence oth moved gravely and a solemnness came on his face as he entered the wood for to go on quiet feet through the wood was the work of his life and he came to it as men come to their heart's desire and soon he put the boy down on the brown bracken and went on for a while alone orion watched him go with his bow in his left hand till he disappeared in the wood like a shadow going to a gathering of shadows and merging amongst its fellows and although orion might not go with him now he had great joy from this for he knew by the way oth went and the air he had that this was serious hunting and no mere amusement made to please a child and it pleased him more than all the toys he had had and quiet and lonely the great wood loomed around him while he waited for oth to return and after a long while he heard a sound all in the wonder of the wood that was less loud than the sound that a blackbird made scattering dead leaves to find insects and oth had come back again he had not found a deer and for a while he sat by orion and shot arrows into a tree but soon he gathered his arrows and took the boy on his shoulder again and turned homeward and there were tears in orion's eyes when they left the great wood for he loved the mystery of the huge gray oaks which we may pass by unnoticed or with but a momentary feeling of something forgotten some message not quite given but to him their spirits were playmates so he came back to earl as from new companions and with his mind full of hints that he had from the old wise trunks for to him each bowl had a meaning and Zerundarel was waiting at the gateway when Oth brought Orion back, and she asked little of his time in the woods, and answered little when he told her of it, for she was jealous of them whose spell had lured him from hers. And all that night his dreams hunted deer in the deeps of the wood. Next day he stole away again to the house of Oth, but Oth was away hunting, for he was in need of meat. So he went to the house of Threll, and there was Threll in his dark house amongst manifold skins. "'Take me to the woods,' said Orion, and Threll sat down in a wide wooden chair by his fire to think about it and to talk of the woods. He was not like Oth, speaking of a few simple things which he knew, of the deer, of the ways of the deer, and of the approach of the seasons, but he spoke of the things that he guessed in the deep of the wood and in the dark of time the fables of men and of beasts and especially he cared to tell the fables of the foxes and badgers which he had come by from watching their ways at the falling of dusk and as he sat there gazing into the fire telling reminiscently of the ancient ways of the dwellers in bracken and bramble orion forgot his longing to go to the woods and sat there on a small chair warm with skins content and to threll he told what he had not said to oth how he thought that his mother might come one day round the trunk of one of the oak trees for she had gone for a while to the woods and threll thought that that might be for there was nothing wonderful told of the woods that threll thought unlikely 
and then zurindarel came for orion and took him back to the castle and the next day she let him go to oth again and this time oth took him once more to the wood and a few days later he went again to thrall's dark house in whose cobwebs and corners seemed to lurk the mystery of the forest and heard thrall's curious tales and the branches of the forest grew black and still against the blaze of fierce sunsets and winter began to lay its spell on the uplands and the wiser ones of the village prophesied snow and one day orion out in the woods with oth saw the hunter shoot a stag he watched him prepare it and skin it and cut it into two pieces and tie them up in the skin with the head and horns hanging down then off fastened up the horns to the rest of the bundle and heaved it on to his shoulder and with his great strength carried it home and the boy rejoiced more than the hunter and that evening orion went to tell the story to thrall but thrall had more wonderful stories and so the days went by while orion drew from the forest and from the tales of thrall a love of all things that pertain to a hunter's calling and a spirit grew in him that was well matched with the name he bore and nothing showed in him yet of the magical part of his lineage End of chapter eleven the deep of the woods